Welcome to MPT Podcast. This is Pastor Tim Wilbanks. We pray that this Word of God will bless your life and ministry increase God's blessing upon you. Ellie here tonight, I know she's still in pain, but aren't we thankful that God's grace and mercy was with her? Susie Kelly, God bless you. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 19, let me hurry. You've had a hard day. I'm going to read a whole lot, so excuse me. Quench not the spirit. That's it. I know I got your Bible reading in, but quench not the spirit. And I want to bring you another word tonight on something I started a few weeks ago. And tonight my title is Growing Up by the Spirit of God. Growing Up by the Spirit of God. Father, we love you tonight. Thank you for your mercy and your grace. Thank you for your very spirit in this atmosphere tonight. Thank you for the worship. Thank you for the singing, Lord. Thank you, God, for the hearts of the saints that are here tonight. Help me to feed them, God, where they can grow and they can nourish on the word, God, and they can carry it out and, and their life will multiply. We love you. We praise you for what you're going to do. And God, I'm going to praise you for what you've already done. In Jesus' name. Help me do a good job. In Jesus' name. Somebody praising for what is already done. I'm hot up here. You can be seated. You can be seated. God bless you. Knowledge is power. And the more you know, the better off you will become in the very kingdom of God. The Bible said the law of God is more you sow is the more that you'll be able to contain. That's why it's important that we, we mature in the spirit of God and grow. We become more victorious and stronger as we grow in the spirit. But Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, he wrote, uh, beginning right into them, he said, Now, brethren, he had a problem, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual. He told the Corinthian church, I can't speak to you as a spiritual man, but as unto carnal even as unto babes in Christ. He said, I have fed you with milk and not meat. For hereto you are not able to bear it, neither yet how now are you able right now, he said. For ye are yet carnal, you're still carnal. Whereas there is among you envy and strive and divisions, or are you not carnal and you walk as men? You see, Paul was dealing with speaking the Corinthian church and he spoke these words because he desired to tell them something from God. How many wants to know what God wants to tell you? Are you sure? You see, he desired to tell them, but he could not because of the spiritual maturity. What God desired to give them, Paul could not speak to them because of their spiritual immaturity. They were not letting go of some things that would allow them to grow up in the spirit. To grow up spiritually, saying of God, your spirit to have liberty in your life, Paul tells them to not quench the spirit. If you want to grow up in God, you can't have nothing in your life that's quenching, that's suppressing, that's holding down the Spirit of God. You can't have nothing there. But you see, it's, it's what will cause your spirit 
to grow stronger that needs to be moved out of the way. Paul was having, he had to deal, saint of God, with some issues that was hindering some from growing as he desired for them to grow. You see, I cannot make you grow. I can't make you worship. I can't make you be faithful. You got to have it in your heart. I can't make you pray. I can't make you pay your tithes, give an offering. You got to believe God's word and say, hey, I'm going to be faithful to God because he's going to be faithful to me. Can I tell somebody in the house, he ain't going to let you down. If you're faithful to him, he's going to show up when it's time to show up. I know Lazarus may be in the grave for four days, but hold on. He knows when he's going to get there, and he can turn things around for you. Somebody in the house, God's fixing to turn some things around because you've been faithful to him. You have been faithful, and God's going to be faithful to you. Somebody praise him for it. Now, I know the Wednesday night, we're a little laid back a little bit more on a Sunday, but 1 Corinthians 3 and 3, Paul said, listen to me, guys. He said, you're yet carnal. You're still carnal. 1 Corinthians 3 and 3, he said, you're still carnal. Somebody said, still carnal. For whereas there is among you, he said, you got some things among you. You got some envy and you got some strife. You got some divisions and are you not carnal and walk as men, he said. He said, you got some fleshly problems. He tells them, saints of God, you're still walking in the flesh. To get where you desire to go, you got to grow out of the flesh and grow in the spirit of God, he said. You see, it helps our lives, saint of God, to grow spiritually where we can overcome things that we desire to overcome to where we can get things that we desire to get. Proverbs 4 and 20, 23 said, he said, keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. You got to keep your heart through the spirit of God, then it will affect your life and the outcome. You're the one who's got to keep envying. You got to keep malice. You got to keep it all out. You got to keep it out where that the spirit of God will not be quenched, where that will help you grow in life and obtain things from God that you need. You see, it's simple. Most suffer frustration in trying to grow spiritually when they have something in their life that causes the spirit to be quenched. The reason sometimes people say they don't feel like God's helping them is because you got something there that's quenching the spirit from helping you. God's not a liar. If God said he will never leave you nor forsake you, get ready. He's not going to leave you nor forsake you. And get ready for this. If he said, Paul said, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me, guess what? God is not going to lie to you. He's going to help you and give you strength to obtain those things that you desire in life. I believe you can pray hard and receive a miracle. I believe you can pray hard and receive a blessing. I believe you can pray hard and turn things around in your life, but you cannot allow anything quench your spirit. Come on now, wake up. Don't sit on your hide in the night like it's some comfort zone. God's talking to you. Somebody shout, it's mine. 
I want you to tell the devil it's yours. Say it's mine. mine. Do you listen to me? I got something good to give you. Quince is to suppress, to weaken. It has, you've got to understand, it can have no effect on your life when you suppress the spirit. How many in the house tonight wants the Holy Ghost to have its way in your life? I want him to have his liberty in my life. I want him to speak to me. I want him to lead me. I want him to keep me. I want him to guide me. I want him to teach me. I want him to give me revelation. Whatever God you can do, I want it. I don't want nothing in this world that will hinder me from allowing the Spirit of God to move in my life. You see, the things in your life that hinders growth, Paul calls it milk. Now listen to this. He calls it milk in your life. You see, milk is what feeds the flesh. Some people, they can't handle strong meat preaching. They got to have, well, it's got a little milk. A little milk. They can't stand no Good old, good old steak and potatoes and cornbread. They can't stand some good solid food. You got to give them a little milk. Because it's too strong if you give them anything else. But Paul told them that was your problem. I've been feeding you milk. You can't even take what God desires to give you. Because if I give it to you, you couldn't handle it. But he told them the place to how to get there is to grow up in the spirit. When we grow up as an adult in the spirit, then listen, if you can't take corrective criticism, you will never grow from where you're at. I know I passed this church 37 years and I know you. I know everybody here. I know everyone here. I know there's some people I can walk up to or pull them aside privately and say, I don't want you to go there. You need to stay here this weekend. I don't want you to leave. Uh, or you need to get rid of this and that. And they say, yes, sir, Pastor, it'll be done. But some, I don't like you telling me nothing. I, I know the ones. I ain't going to listen. You can see it in their eyes. You can see it in their ways. I went to some lately and said, I would rather you not because it's going to hinder you. Yes, sir, Pastor. I appreciate you watching out for me. That's what Paul was saying. I can't give you what God desires for me to give you because you're not spiritually strong enough to handle what I'm fixing to say. So you see, he said, milk is what feeds the flesh. Keep giving the flesh what it desires and want is milk. To grow in God, you've got to wean away from the milk that feeds the flesh. You gotta get off the milk and get on some meat. If you're going out, you gotta be able to let somebody set you down and say, you need to quit this right here. You need to separate yourself from this. You need to straighten up. You need to quit talking like that. You need to quit looking like that. You need to quit going there and you need to separate yourself from that thing and where God can help you. And when that person says, yes, sir, I'll do it. But Paul was having the problem we're having today. There's some still like sucking on milk. How in the world can God get you somewhere and desires to get me and you somewhere if we can't handle what he desires to tell us? 
You see, to grow in God, you got to wean yourself. I don't have to wean you. You got to wean yourself. Come on now. You got to wean yourself off of that milk. You know, I, I, I remember Brother Jerry, I, I can use him. You know, his boys, Jody and Cody. And, you know, I, I remember I could, I could go, to, I could say, no, y'all ain't doing that, boys. You, you ain't going there. You ain't going to quit doing that. Now, Brother Jerry says, Sherry wouldn't get mad at me. They, matter of fact, they'd stand behind me. They say, you, you, you heard what your pastor said. But some moms and dads, you tell the boys or girls, say, well, I don't care what you say. You ain't got to listen to that gray-headed man. You're going to do what I tell you to do. Well, I'm looking at them on the spiritual side. I'm looking from the wall, looking down at what could hinder them, what could hurt them. But as a mom and dad, I don't care what he says. I, you go ahead. I'm like Brother T.L. Smith. How many remembers the time he got behind this pulpit and said his pastor walked up one night and put his old glasses down and said, all right, where's your kids at? He said, because all the parents told him at one time, but the Smith's parents, you leave my kids alone, I'll pastor them. 20 years later, none of them was in church. So I've had parents in the past protect their kids from things I was trying to tell them, and now they're suffering for it. I'm here to tell you, I want what God desires to give me because I know some things I need to get rid of and get out of my life and change where the Spirit can bless me. How many wants God to help you tonight to become stronger to handle what he's got to tell you? Genesis 13, Abram had took Lot with him when he left his home. God had told him to leave, leave your family, Abram. I'm going to take you to a place. I'm going to show you land and give you land and possessions like you ain't never had. God had told him to leave the family behind. While leaving, he took the hand of Lot. He took the hand of Lot with him, saint of God. He took him and took him to where he was going, where he desired to go. God desired, he took him. What was Abram, what was with Abraham, saying of God, on the journey should have not been there because God told him not to take it. It caused him strife. God said, leave it all behind. Don't take Lot. Leave your family behind. But how many of us is flesh and spirit? There's something God tells us or the pastor tells us. I don't care what you say. I'm going to do it. And I'm going to take it with me. You go ahead. But I've heard from him. I've heard from his word. And I know what he's telling us to do. You better leave Lot behind or we're going to have a problem to get where God wants us to go. And so along the way, Lot was having, having strife between his herdmen and Lot's herdsmen. He was having conflict and problems in his walk to where he was going. He was having trouble that he would not have had if he let Lot behind. But strife was there between Lot and Abram's herdmen. It hindered Abram from going to where and seeing what God had for him. I want to know tonight how many honestly in the room wants what God has for you. Can I tell you something kindly? 
I'm talking to myself. There's some things God may speak in our life to say let go of, and that's where we got to determine are we going to hang on to the milk or wean ourselves off of it and get on some meat to where God can get us to where he wants us to go. But you hear this. It wasn't with Abraham. It wasn't until Abraham let Lot go that strife left. When he let Lot go, strife left. Say, when he let Lot go, strife left. Say, when he let him go, strife left. When he let Lot go, strife left him. And immediately, Genesis 13 and 14, you got to see what happened. And the Lord told Abram, now, said to Abram, after that lot was separated from him, lift up now thy eyes, look from the place where thou art northward, southward, eastward, and westward. Look for all the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed forever. He, he could not see what God had for him until Lot was gone. What if you would let that hand go? What if you let Lot go? What would you see from God? Come on now. What if, what if we let bitterness and hatred, strife, jealousy, envy, and come on, if we let it go, come on, unforgiveness, what would we see? Paul said, I can't even get you there, church, until you de deal with these issues. They gotta be out of your life to where the spirit can grow up and give you strength enough to be what you should be. <laughs> Abram found out that he could not get there with Lot holding on. You see, there is a place you desire to go spiritually. It's not God. It's not the devil. It's what you may be hanging on that's hindering you to getting where you need to go. You see, with the Spirit of God, we are to make changes in our life by its help. Colossians 3 and 12 and 13. Is anybody hearing anything? Paul said to Peter, he said, listen to me, boy. Let me tell you something. I'm in Colossians. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness. Somebody shout, I'm to put it on. He's talking about a spiritual change. Your pastor ain't to change you. Your spouse ain't to change you. God ain't to change you. You don't find where God changes you. He said, you're to put it on. Say, I am. You're to put on elective God, holy, beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness of long-suffering. You are to cause yourself to be long-suffering. You are to cause, I just don't know how you do it. I make myself do it. Brother David Smith and Brother, brother, brother Emery told me a few weeks ago, both of men of God said, you're the most long-suffering pastor I know. Okay, y'all sitting there like a Baptist night. I'm going to preach like one. Here we go. 
And I said, what, what do you mean, Bishop? And Brother Stevie said, and I understand. There's many in this church has been through adversities, I'm going to say. Adversities. And along the way, I had a lot of patience with them. Where some people may have killed them and jumped on them and cut their throat and throwed them out. Nuh-uh. I had the blood on my hand. I had the filth on my body, on my hands, because I helped them. There's, there's a lot of things that will go to my grave that only me and God will know. Why? Because how are you that way? You make yourself that way. You don't get on the phone when you first thing you hear about somebody's failure and start gossiping about it. You don't have no long suffering. You have a gossiping tongue. If you hear about somebody's mistakes and failures, you need to have meat and mercy. You are to give mercy. I said you are to give mercy. Mercy given is mercy received. I promise you there'll be a day that you need the mercies of God in your life. You're going to need somebody to have mercy for you because as long as we're flesh, our flesh is going to fight us and our flesh is going to cause us to fail by the lust of the flesh and thank God for mercy. I know you may think some people are scrounged old dogs and filthy, but I'm here to tell you in the eyes of God, he said, I got enough mercy to give them out every second, every minute, every hour, every day, every month, and every year. Thank God for his mercy. You ought to be merciful. Well, if I say put it on, you are to be that way. You're to make yourself that way. I said, you are to make yourself that way. God said, put on therefore. It is not something that God puts on you. It's something that you put on yourself. It's your choice to put it on. God tells us how. You ready? He tells us even how to deal with with your enemy that might be a person. Colossians 3 and 13. Got it? Colossians 3, 13. We are to do it. He said, look at this. We are to forbear one another. Forgive. Everybody say forgive. One another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, also, you do. You are to forgive. I am to do it. Next verse. And he says this. I think it's 14. Is that right? No, no, not fine. God gives us a pattern how to follow. First Peter 3 and 9. He said, here's a pattern. Not rendering evil for evil. That means if you got done wrong, don't get do it, don't do wrong to get even. Well, Pastor, you ever thought about it? I sure have. I went and got my rope. I picked up my ball bat. I picked up my pistol. I went and got my dog at bite. Y'all looking at me. Oh, you holy Jesus. Y'all so holy. Y'all so holy. Y'all so holy. Forgive y'all. 
or rattling for rattling, but canterwise blessing, knowing that you are therefore called that you should inherit a blessing. He said this. He said, let me tell you, you're not to do it. Say, I'm not to do it. Blessings come. Now, I'm going to tell you something. We can say this, that we're not to do it, but I promise you, when it comes to that time, it's a battle not to do it. You want to burn a house? Oh, Jesus. I mean, you, you want to do it all. Come on, your flesh all rise up. Come on, church. Be real. Quit being a hypocrite. We're human beings. When it's your babies, you're ready to hurt somebody. When it's your family, you're ready to shoot somebody. Come on, folks. But God gives us a pattern, and we've got to live by it. I want to show you something else. Psalms 37, 1 and 2. This is what God said. If we'll live by it, this is what he'll do. Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thy envious against the workers of iniquity. Look at this. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Hang on. The judgment of God is coming on your enemies. Don't go crazy. Over those that do you wrong, God said, I'll cut them down. I quote this verse all the time. You said you cut them down. I'm looking for it. You'll cut it down, God. We are built stronger by the Spirit of God. Somebody shout by the Spirit. Zechariah, let me hurry. Zechariah 4 and 6. Zechariah was seeking God for help. And the Lord spoke this to him. He said, you're not going to do this by might or by power, but by my Spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Now, here he wrote this. Here is a group of people who were trying to rebuild the temple, and they had come against much opposition. God sends a word to them how they can overcome adversity that they had come up against. God sends them a word. Listen to me. He sends them a word. He's God told them, you will rebuild, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. How in the world can the Spirit build a temple? Let me tell you how. The Spirit can give you strength to endure your opposition and give you strength to overcome your opposition. You see, the rebuilding would not, would not be made possible by any other way but by the Spirit of God. Don't you know that where you need to be spiritually, it can be made possible by the Spirit of God? John 1 and 12, but as many as received him, to them gave you power to become sons of God. You have been given the power to rebuild your life. Somebody shout, I can. Now, if you weren't here last Wednesday night, I preached on the lust of the flesh. Your battle ain't the devil. Your battle's your lust. Your lust has desires, wants, hungers, and thirsts, and it does every day. Paul even said, I read last week, Paul said, which I do earn for the things that I should not do, yet I do. Paul understood he lived in the flesh. Come on now. Every day you get up and I get up, our flesh is alive and well. It senses, it thinks, it hungers, it wants, it desires. Come on. It strives. Come on now. 
But God knew that if he didn't give us his spirit, that we could not make it. He knew our desires and our lusts would destroy our souls, but he filled us with the Holy Ghost. We become his temple. Now we have power in us to build the temple. Don't tell me you can't change. When you tell me that, that means you're telling me you don't want to. Read what it put on. Not God, not me, but you got to put it on. You got to put meekness on. How you do that? Put it on. Make yourself become meek. Make yourself become meek. Make yourself to be merciful. Make yourself, make yourself, put it on. Some say, well, that's just the way I am. I, I, I talk out of turn. No, you, you, you made yourself that way. You like to talk all the time. We make ourselves. We put on things ourselves. I can change myself. By the help of the power of the Holy Ghost, I can change it. Either that book's true or it's a bottom lie. And God said, I cannot lie. I believe it's helped me. How many can be a witness that where you was as a sinner to where you are now, by the help of the Holy Ghost, it's changed your life. Let me hurry. Now that we are filled with the Holy Ghost. We determine our growth. How many knows we determine how we grow? Matthew 13 and 23. Look at this. Man, it's hit me. Look at me real quick. He said, but he that receiveth seed in the good ground, he that heareth the word of God. That means you hear the word of God. If you hear it last Wednesday night, this Wednesday night, you take the word of God in your life and understanding it, which also beareth fruit. That means if you take it in, it's going to bear. Is that right? Now, I can tell the way I've been preaching lately, I've been looking around at the trees in here, and I'm going to see if you're bearing what I'm sowing. And if you're not, which also bear fruit, bringing forth some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, and some thirtyfold. The more you grow in God's word and the spirit, the more we grow in the, in the promises of God. Look at this. Matthew says you can hear God's word, understand it, and do it, and you will bear fruit from what you heard. All right. Everybody put your pencils down and notebooks up. Listen to me. <laughs> when I said a while ago that you are to put on meekness, I sowed a word. I sowed it. You're to put on meekness, brother, Con, brother, brother Scott. You're to put on uh, being merc be merciful. So I put the word in you. Now you're to walk out of here and you're to take that and begin to let it form in your life, grow in your life. I got to be meek. I got to be merciful. So that means that's where you start producing what you're hearing. But if I walk around here and start seeing trees not producing what's being sold, you're telling me and telling Jesus what he said. If that tree don't bear, I'll cut it down. 
I'll prune that tree. I'll cut it so much off of it. I'll prune that dude where it will grow. And if it don't grow, I'll cut that thing down and throw it in the fire. Anybody get that? That's what he's saying. So it's not your spouse that makes you grow. It ain't your pastor. It ain't your saint, friend. It ain't your neighbors. It's me that makes me grow. Daniel read about from Jeremiah about the times that come out of bondage. God said, if you'll cry out, I'll turn you into a better end. You'll have a better end. You'll go back. What looked like an impossible task. Because where he had been for seven years, he praised himself and Israel out of bondage because of the word of God gave him, knowledge of it. How many can sit here tonight and say, Pastor, gray-headed man, I have heard some good stuff, and I understand. Lift your hand. All right. Now, everybody's in here. I didn't sow seed on every heart. Now, if you're the person, and I don't think there's nobody here like that. That you can't tell them because they know it all. I have learned through the years as a young preacher, when I was here, I learned this. When I was young, my zeal got the best of me. I'll confess. Then I, as I got older, I learned, that's stupid. I'm trying to make things happen out of zeal. I know y'all don't know what I'm talking about. But I had to learn the more I listened and I took advice and got wisdom, things started working out like it should. Just because you worship loud and you're here and you give your little tithe envelope or that little offering and you're here smiling doesn't mean, mm, no, it doesn't mean. What means good is when the seeds are sowed and what's been preached behind this pulpit starts manifesting in the church. But when you can't, Paul said, when I can't give you nothing, it's because you got still on milk. I can't correct your life. You can't even take what God desires to give you because you're still on milk, boy. You can't, you can't even take what I'm fixing to give you. you. You still ain't producing what I sowed. I, how many in this house tonight, saints of God? This is where I'm going. How many in the house wants everything God has for you? Sister Wilbanks, come. Philippians 2 and 12. Look at this, saint. Man, I love these Wednesday nights. I know I'm a little slower when I'm, but I love them. Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. He, hold it right there. Woo. He said, he said, even when I'm at church on Wednesday night, you're doing it. And when I'm not there and gone preaching somewhere else, you're still doing it. You some said when the cat's away, the mouse will play. You know, some of you cats don't even tell them when y'all go off nowhere because you think you're me. 
When I when I to tell it, I hide it because some of them won't even come. That's true, baby. He ain't there. Let's stay home. Let's go fishing. Let's go camp. Let's go. Let's go cook some hamburgers. I don't feel good tonight. That's your that shows your relationship with God. He said, "Work out your own." Everybody say your own. Say your own. My salvation is my salvation. Brother Steve's salvation is his salvation. Brother Jim's salvation is his salvation. And it don't mean go find another salvation. And it don't mean create another salvation. That ain't what he's talking about. The salvation you have, work your own salvation out with fear and trembling. That don't mean go get your Bible and go in a barn somewhere and start writing notes and creating some other belief. Do you know how you know how the Jehovah Witness, you know, do you know how the Mormons started theirs? He was a horse thief in Missouri, and they hung him finally. But he's the one that wrote, Joseph Smith wrote, wrote the Bible. He wrote the Bible and said, uh, Mordecai, the, the angel, if you go to Utah, we've been to Utah. Salt Lake City, yeah, Salt Lake City. And, and their, their temple opponent is a golden angel called Mordecai. They said he's the one that came and visited him. Moroni, how oh, help me. Moroni, I can see that temple now. Moroni came to visit him in the hills and he wrote the Bible, rewrote it. But he was a womanizer and a horse thief. He was an adulterer and a horse thief. And so he said an angel gave him rewriting the word and he rewrote it and become the Mormons. Oh, I'm, I can bring, I'm going to bring out a whole lot next few weeks about religions. Oh, I'm going to baptize you with it. Because I'm here to tell you, a lot, of this, a lot of this stuff blowing in the wind is just blowing from demonic activity. So let me tell you, you got to work your own salvation out. In closing tonight, I can't save you. Sister Lynn can't save you. Brother Scott and Brother Steve and Brother Patterson can pour all the oil we got on you. That's still not going to save you. Come on, come on. Maldice can pray all night. She can't save you. But you got to work your own salvation out. You're the one that's got to move everything that's quenching the spirit. When you move everything that's suppressing the spirit out of your life, sin, habits, things out of your life, then allow the spirit in you to strengthen you to help you grow. Say, I am to add on meekness, kindness, long-suffering, patience, unforgiveness, you're to make your, am I making sense? But you are to make yourself that way. Time you're 30, they say by the time you're 35, you've already made your own character through habits. You already made your belief, your, your food habits, your activity. By 35, you've already made it. You know, some people say, well, why do you frown all the time? That's the way I am. No, it's the way you made yourself. You, you don't, nobody made you. You made yourself frown all the time. Talking to Dr. Hughes a couple weeks ago about this. 
He said, I get tired of hearing that. You made yourself that way. I get up this week. I got up every week, every morning this week, and I started smiling. I said, thank you, God, for a good hot day. Thank you for a beautiful day. And I started smiling, Brother Scott. I went to the mirror and I said, God, you look good today. The Bible said David encouraged himself in the Lord. Sometimes that's where you got to start is in the mirror. Let's stand to our feet. God bless you, holy saints of God. And make you lift your hands and say, God, help me grow. God, help. I said, God, help me grow. I heard eight of you. If God, if you heard the word tonight, don't you come stand and close it. We're going to go. I see the time. We still about 9.32. 832. Whew. That's a long time. Man, I'm about to die right there, bless God. Jesus. God, I was fishing. I was fishing run. Oh, God's at 9.32. Jesus. Lord, help me. It scared me. How many wants to grow in the Lord? You see, I can, I can make my life the way I want it to go by the help of the Holy Ghost. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. How many knows you got some help? Say, how many knows you got some help? Can you give them a praise offering? While you stand before the Lord, you do it yourself. No, I'm not going to do it. You tell God if you want to or don't want to tell Him. Bow your head, close your eyes, lift your head up, whatever you want to do. Say, Lord, I want to grow. I need your help. God, I really want to grow. And I know some things I need to get rid of. Well, God, will you speak and help me? Come on, folks. I need you to ask Him. You have not because you ask not. Ask Him. He hears you. I want to outgrow this. I want to overcome this. I want to change this. Come on, talk to him, saints. Talk to him. We pray today that this word has blessed you, minister to the needs of your life. Until next time, God bless you.